All right, everybody, welcome back to the Better on Paper podcast. This is the Tuesday after week nine and some huge news dropped last week that we have been following for over a year at least um, as a podcast and for a lot longer for uh, most of us that are football fans. But Dan Snyder has officially listed Bank of America to help sell the Washington franchise. Bofa, both of these nuts. <laughs> Bank of America Finance or whatever the abbreviation is. Oh, that would have been so funny if you would have just like held a press conference and been like, I've enlisted Bofa, both of these nuts. I'm not selling the team. <laughs> oh my God, this is in a memo too. It would have worked. It would have worked because he did it in memo form. It would have been an IQ 200 play. So apologies for how I sound, by the way. I'm very sniffly and under the weather. <laughs> if any owner was going to do that, like just given how big of a dick Dan Snyder already is, it would be him. He would be the one to troll people and say, like, I'm selling psych nuts. Oh, 100%. I am so excited that he might actually sell the franchise. I don't want to get my hopes up just in case something happens, but I do think it would be awesome. And the only thing that I'd be a little sad about is if he doesn't go nuclear. Because I would love to see what would happen if he actually tried to go nuclear like he threatened to do with all of the, uh, oh, I got all this dirt on all these different uh, owners and all that stuff. It would have been interesting to see what would happen. But it doesn't look like it's going to happen. I also think it was very convenient that he announces this right as six hours later, there's a little leak that the FBI is going to be investigating or the you know Federal Investigative Bureau or whatever. It was an FBI, but some DOJ uh, agency will be investigating him for fraud. It's well, like, huh. I mean, you have two options: either get whacked or make seven billion. So, yeah, <laughs> you know. I think I don't think you you go as far as naming a bank that's helping you sell it without actually going through with it at this point, because there's so many eligible people to buy this team. Like, there's no shortage of billionaires lining up to buy this team. And I know we've talked about a few in the past, and I think Jeff Bezos has already put his name in there. And obviously, we know he's wanted a team for a while. And we said Seahawks are number one, and the Commanders are already his number two team, and they're on the market. It just I, seems too perfect. Yeah, I, I feel like Commanders have been his number one from the start, personally. I I, I almost feel like I it's think been in terms of realistic purchase, yeah. I think if he could have his team, it'd be the Seahawks, just given the Seattle connection. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah. I see. Yeah, I think it, it became his number one by default because it was the team that was most readily open to being sold. Yeah. But. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I definitely think the the best investment right now for someone who has that much money is a professional football team because they're the ones with the most exponential growth that we've ever seen. Um, so, like, it, it's a really good investment. And then also, if you're into sports, like, what's the point of having that much money if you don't own a sports team? Like, if I won the if I won the lottery this week, that's exactly what I've done is figured out how can I invest in the Niners even as some sort of like minority owner. Give me some sort of stock in this team. I want to be in it. So. I mean, think about it this way. You've already invested so much of your time and money anyway. I mean, you're they already owe you so much. You're right. Hot take. Absolutely. You know who would be a a wild owner to purchase this team? I think I, if I, e- I imagine Elon Musk buying this team, renaming it the Redskins. <laughs> Doesn't that seem so on brand given what he's been doing with Twitter? Yes. Just just go bonkers. Just change the rules every single game of what fans can and cannot do. Just but one I think that would be that's if the chaos we need in the him, ranks of NFL you. owners. If you make fun of him, though, he will he will ban you from the arena. That's the only rule. But like someone with so much money and so little social acumen to just wipe the floor with Jerry, because like he's got way more money than him. 
know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, yeah that's the thing. Jerry Jones. Like, like yeah. Jerry Jones kind of runs the owners because he's the, like, no one wants to cross him. Elon does not give a fuck about crossing literally anybody. Well, that's, that's, the, got more money that's what would be God. interesting is if someone bought in with more money, because all of these owners have had a lot of money for a long time and thought they'd be the most. But if you had someone that actually came in with that much more money, I think it would be interesting to see like how the little weird hierarchy uh, kind of sorts out. Um, and if they're actually like people are divided to take sides and do this whole thing. Because that happened back in the day with Al Davis, too. That was a big deal. Um, so I don't know. It'd be interesting. I, 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 mean, think I, I look like forward to it, though. Be- Bezos. I don't know how much money most of the owners have, but he probably has more money than the bottom 90% of the owners combined. Well, yeah. Jeff Bezos's ex-wife has more money than most of the owners combined. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, yeah. We're talking Elon and Bezos. These are like number one and two richest men in the world. Like we're talking the hundreds of billions of dollars here versus people. Right. I'm just like saying that's that, that's yeah. a game changer to have that like new money, like uber, uber rich, like literally the top. Not even one percent, the top one. It, I think <laughs> that power be, dynamic is gonna could change so much in the NFL owner ranks. I think yeah, if absolutely. Elon wants away into the NFL right now. I think his yeah, there's we we do no that's, that's there is an owner that's unhinged right now. I mean, he's got to link up with Jim Irsay right now because those those two would be electric in a room. That would be one heck of a dynamic uh, duo. I mean, Jim Irsay is the most relevant owner on Twitter. I mean, it's already. I mean, these two these would be the meme team. Um, they should just partner with Joe Rogan and just like have the trifecta going and they'd be good to go. Joe's Joe's working on one with he's getting a sponsorship with Aaron Rodgers right now. So he I don't think <laughs> it's going to work out. Um, but <laughs> uh, uh, that, um, that was the biggest news of the week. I mean, at the end of the at least before the slate of games happened. So it was pretty fun. Yeah. But uh, do you guys want to get into the games for last week? Because I know we had a whole bunch. Uh, we will have our uh, midseason awards uh, later on in the episode, too. So make sure you stay tuned for that. But uh Let's go with a recap of last week. Um, you know, there's a bunch of these games that ended up kind of being blowouts and not super fun. Uh, you know, first off with the Thursday night game, kind of started uh, close and turned into a blowout with the Eagles. This was so, the closest you know. week in NFL final differential in like a long time. A lot of the games were scored by were one possession games or less. Well, I mean, well, I guess it didn't feel like they were good. So like the Philadelphia is one that I thought that was obviously like it okay. was close until we, we can't bring it up. The end. We can't bring up Jalen Hurts and the Eagles because they didn't hang 50 on the Texans. They don't count. I didn't bring up Jalen Hurts, so we were fine. That's, that's fair. Well, you, it's fine. We can't, <laughs> we, the team from Philadelphia won a game that they should have won. They did not hang 50. Nothing more to say. Yeah. Uh, Damian Pierce is uh, kind of a beast and I love him. So um, tease for later. We'll, we'll, yeah, a little tease for later. Uh, but we'll, we'll move on to the next game. Um, the the next game that I thought was super weird um, and just uh, is the Chargers Falcons. I was um, gonna say this was this one had one play that just. I mean, this I I you think it's weird? I totally get it. Personally, I think this was the most predictable game ever. The Chargers charged it. The Falcons falconed it. There was charging. There was falconing going on. There was all of it. There was crazy plays. This was the most predictable game. I feel like it came down to the last second field goal. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, that's that's kind of what I mean is like it was weird, but it was like what I expected. It was exactly. just still weird. The fact that Khalil Mack rips the ball out of Drake London's hands just at the goal line, just out of nowhere. That was just bizarre. I didn't expect that. And then to have Austin Eckler fumble the ball to then get picked up by the Falcons defender to then fumble the ball back to the Chargers for them to get back into field goal range. That made absolutely love, no sense. You love when the fumble recoverer fumbles. It's the oh. best play in football. I don't think there's a better play in football than when somebody who recovers the fumble then fumbles it. Uh, and, and I I do want to make a new rule change that I may not be the only person who said this, but rule change that I think we should say is if the play's cool enough, it should count. Is this example, the Austin Eckler touchdown? Yes, the Austin Eckler <laughs> touchdown. 
should have counted. That was really cool. And he barely touched, like his elbow just like barely say, hit the ground. You know me, man, beer pong. You got to watch the elbows, Eckler. Watch the el- watch those elbows. <laughs> it was that, wild. But like there's, there's been a couple of those, a couple catches heroes. that have been insane that just like that foot just barely missed or whatever it is, like technicalities. Like if the play is cool enough, it should count unless it goes against the Niners. and I don't want it to count, but like we should have some sort of then a standard of like, it needs to be cool enough to count because that was pretty cool. That was awesome. It was it was a bummer. It got overturned, but you know the refs going down on the elbows. I love it. Kev, I think you'd be a big XFL guy. Oh, absolutely. So, for those of you who don't know, big uh, Seattle Dragons fan now. They're changed to the Seattle Sea Dragons. Uh, I was a, uh, an, a I was inaugural owner, season ticket owner uh, for the Seattle Dragons until inaugural COVID hit. Owner. <laughs> Inaugural, inaugural season <laughs> ticket owner, I should say. Um, inaugural season ticket owner where we had uh, three tickets and we were just going to rotate who we were taking games to, but COVID hit and ruined that. It was a lot of fun. We had a, a grassroots movement to get rid of uh, Jim Zorn and BJ Daniels. Uh, we needed him as our quarterback. Uh, so uh, that didn't end up very well, but that's how we got PJ Walker and PJ Walker's pretty electric. Uh, I guess we did that Heineke. game now though. And Taylor Heineke. <laughs> Hey Taylor Heineke. I mean, if you, if we, I guess we want to tag that XFL into the next game. We go to the next game where we have PJ Walker, who came from the XFL, would have been XFL MVP if that game and that league continued, I should say. Uh, but he got just absolutely curb stomped by the Bengals this he got week. Uh, he got benched. Yeah, and got benched for uh, Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I remember him. Um, Joe Mixon uh, <laughs> had a day. Five touchdowns. That's uh, that's kind of good, I think. Yeah. Fantasy people were happy or sad about that one. I was indifferent. Uh, luckily, happy to be indifferent in a way. Um, yeah, man. no, that, that's pretty pretty unreal because he hasn't had a great year. He hasn't had a bad year, but he's had kind of a, a mixed year. So to have five touchdowns like that kind of really makes his year look so much better than maybe it would have been. Because uh, if he ends up with, you know, if you'd only had three touchdowns today, it's a little bit different because those like five, five touchdowns can make a huge difference. And like, oh, if he only had, you know, 18 touchdowns versus 21 touchdowns because he got a, a bunch of extra in one game out of nowhere. Like that could make a big difference in how this season uh, ends up kind he of looking the, for him. As far as fantasy goes, he was the running back 18 and now he's the running back four. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. I, I have an Absolutely. apology to make to somebody on, on this who played on Sunday. I'm going to say sorry to Justin Fields. I was a a dick. I made a joke saying you weren't him. Uh, And it turns out that your staff uh, figured out that you can run. So congrats. He is uh, very, very good at football right now. He can run the ball uh, very, very well. He's thrown the ability to throw the ball, actually. shown the ability to throw the ball pretty well, which is... um, kind of came out of nowhere in some ways. So I don't know if it's just they're actually calling plays correctly for him or not, but it's pretty this is fun. One of the biggest um, developments of the season right now is just absolutely growth and like turning the corner and getting better each week. I mean, I went from hating the bears. Like now I want the bears on prime. So I'm like, let's, let's see it now. I want to see it. Um, Good yeah, on, I, mean, I mean, that was a fun game to watch, like objectively fun to watch Dolphins Bears, which I wouldn't have expected at the beginning of the year. No, um, just a lot of offense, a lot of scoring, like a fun time for everybody. Tyreek Hill continues his dominant year teaser for later. Um, Absolutely. Um, uh, next game. And I think we're not going to spend a lot of time on this other than Dan Campbell got his win, but the Packers are dead officially. Rogers looks horrible. Like the Packers I'm, are I'm bad in, or they're I'm a very bad in, team. Yeah, I'm putting them in Broncos territory where I just have to bet against them each week. Yeah. Unless it's like yeah. 
someone else. But I, it's, I really don't even know when I would bet for them at this point. It's just there's nothing. I, I, I don't know what to do. Yeah, they're bad. They're bad. Um, speaking of another bad team um, that I think we get a little bit more into is so uh, the Indianapolis Colts. Very bad team that got just obliterated by New England. It was so bad through the second quarter. They didn't get um, – Sam Ellinger did not have a completed pass until halfway through the second quarter. That's how bad this game was. And it was a dump off uh, to the running back. So it wasn't even like an actual pass. So uh, big news happened is they fired Frank Reich on Monday and they hired uh, Jeff Saturday to be their interim uh, head coach. Cam, yeah. I, I don't know if you have any thoughts on this, but please, please go. I do. I do. I do. First of all, Frank Reich, I think we were kind of on the pulse there that he was probably the next coach to get outed. So W mm-hmm. for us there. Um, that situation was weird. Frank Reich basically said that he lets everybody do their job in the building except the one thing that he will intervene on was quarterback. He made it very clear that the switch to Sam Ellinger was probably not his idea, and it was forced. Now he's getting fired. I assume if there was a... I'm curious if this was a resignation more than a firing. You know, firing gets the guaranteed money. Resignation, you don't, so I'm curious. But I don't know, man. And then they hired Jeff Saturday, which... Okay, everyone knows he has no experience coaching. He just yells on ESPN. Hey, 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 hold on. He coached a high school football team. He coached a high school football team. He's basically, you know, the best coach in football at this point. Kev, you did coach in the NFL. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You know, we are members of the media. I think the bar has been set. We're qualified. Um, So (laughs) if anybody who fires another coach midseason, hey, give us a call. Um, I mean, I love Jeff Saturday. Do pancakes, you know, with the – the lineman play on Get Up, you know, Greeny, I love him, but it's just, it's weird. I, Jim Irsay even said he was like, my favorite thing about him is that he's unqualified. And because he's unqualified and has no experience, he, it was seemed like a shot at analytics because he's like, he's not going to be scared to rely on other things that other coaches use. It, I don't, it's just, and everyone's upset about this. Everyone's saying the same thing I'm saying, you know, it just makes no sense. And so I just want to pump the brakes a bit because it is just an interim head coach. He didn't sign like a five-year – he didn't do a Cliff Kingsbury. Remember how we all acted when Cliff Kingsbury got signed because he also had like no experience except for Texas Tech because he had – Yeah, having a losing record in the Big 12, which we can yeah. get to maybe at a later date, but that's where I go to with Actually, Cliff Kingsbury having this. a losing record in the Big 12 with Pat Mahomes as his quarterback. Let, Pat Mahomes yes. is a different quarterback, but still. Let me, let me rephrase this. When Cliff got hired by the Cardinals, we saw his resume and we said, this sucks. Why did you hire him? Jeff Saturday doesn't have a resume. So <laughs> I don't, it's just, everyone's reacting. Like I said, it's the same reaction. No one's thrilled on it. But I'm like, like I said, unlike Cliff, he didn't sign like a five-year contract extension or something. Like he's just the interim head coach for nine games. And Jim Irsay said no one else was willing to do the job. Yeah. Which well, I so believe, here's the thing. Well, here's the thing is what I thought was interesting. And I have a kind of two takes on this, but. One take is, is it's interesting that they announced it so quickly and that if he says no one else is going to have the job, they did it very quick. So that must mean that they had already had talks about firing Reich for a while um, and talked to a bunch of people that could potentially replace him because they did this. A very, this was not like, a oh, they had days of searching for a new coach. But my take with Jeff Saturday and the reason that you say he doesn't have a resume, his one thing on his resume and the only reason he got this job, the absolutely only reason, which may be really obvious, but I think should be stated is he is one of the most beloved players for the Colts franchise over the last he two is, decades. And he he's going to sell tickets because people are going to be excited for him. 
and that's the only reason he has that job whatsoever because their season's over. They're going to suck, and he might just get like two games of ticket sales. Other than that, they weren't going to sell any tickets. You are right. He's he's beloved in that community. He's one of their favorite. Like you are right. I'm pretty sure that's the only reason why he got it is tickets. Mm -hmm. I just. Like, literally, the only other person they would have hired is Pat McAfee. <laughs> like, I don't understand who else they would <laughs> oh have hired God. as their coach. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he's now a special teams coordinator, Pat McAfee. Uh, anyway. That would be electric. I, Tony Dungy, <laughs> allegedly, like, there was a report, I don't know how true it is, but they said Jim Irsay, like, talked to Tony Dungy before all of this was made a move, and allegedly Dungy told Jim Irsay to not fire Frank Reich and just be patient with it. And then when he said, well, what if we bring in Jeff as his replacement? Tony Dungy was like, fuck no. Um, so we'll see. I don't know how true that is. That could be another rumor. I also am just like, imagine if you're on the Colts staff, like, you know, one of the people that weren't fired, uh, you're still there. You, you're like a real coordinator. You know, you've got all these years of experience. You've got a resume and then Jeff Saturday walks in and they're like, that's your boss. You gotta do what he says. <laughs> that guy that is on get up yelling about pancakes. He's not your boss. I just, it's a weird dynamic, man. I don't know. I mean, it is, like I said, it's just. It's probably tickets. I mean, kind of. I mean, season ticket holders, though, they already took their money. They're, I don't know. Yeah, but if they didn't have season tickets, you know, I, I don't know. It, it, it's they just get to a shake weird... hands with Jeff, Coach Jeff, I guess. I don't know. It's Maybe. Yeah, that's the only thing I could think of, to be honest, at this point. But um, it, that's that's kind of where that uh, situation ends up This just seems like the, one of the biggest dumpster fires of a move for an organization in, like, the last five years off the top of my head. Like, yeah, and I have one some that more things. Close is Gruden and uh, what's his name getting hired? By yeah, the Gruden Raiders and Mayock in uh, yeah, out in the Raiders. That was pretty bad too. And I have a couple things I want to say about this, but I think I'm going to save it for a different segment. But Gruden won the Super Bowl. Sorry. Oh, okay. Done. <laughs> done. I'm done. I'm done with this. Oh, <laughs> uh, but I do have a couple things I want to say. We'll we'll save it. Um, next game, which I think was the biggest upset of the week, um, was the Jets beating the Bills. Um, Josh Allen also might be hurt. So we're still waiting on potentially exactly what that looks like and all of that noon tomorrow. I think that might be 9am for me, 11am for you. The bills announced news at noon tomorrow. I think they're Eastern time though. So yeah, you really hope that it's not big because Josh Allen's just a fun player to watch and the bills are a fun team to, to root for. So you really, really hope he's not seriously hurt and it's just something small. The fact that they're announcing that makes me think it's bad. I, the whispers, oh man! I and I've got the worst track record of speaking on injuries on this podcast, and I'm going to hopefully not do it again. The whispers are that it's fine, and Josh Allen will play on Sunday. I I hope so. Not, not I'm not. But given my track record, season's over. The thing is, the thing is, is that like I kind of am a Bills fan, but not really a Bills fan. You know, it's one of those things where like if I had to pick an AFC team, like I'd rather like root for the Bills. They're kind of fun to root for. So like, yeah, they're a fun team. You know, like, yeah, like, I, I would like to see off. the Bills do well and have Josh Allen do well. They're fun. Like, there's a lot of things about that team that would be fun to root for. So they jump through um, tables, really like they Stephon Diggs. On like, face. I mean, uh, so <laughs> relatable. Who can't yeah. relate to Bills Mafia? Um, so we hope that happens. But c- kudos to the Jets. I really thought their season was going to be over after losing the Pats. I thought it was going to just tank their season from a like mentality perspective. Um, I really thought they were just going to like phone it in and just lose everything. So the fact that they came back and still played very well against, um, you know, arguably the best team in football. Um, it's pretty good. Pretty darn good. Uh, next game, uh, we had Vikings commanders. Uh, the biggest thing of this was the Vikings almost choked, um, but they didn't. Uh, the Vikings are still primed to lose in the first or second round of the playoffs, uh, but they're going to be really good until then. By that, I mean, they're just going to win a lot of games. I don't know if they're going to be good, but they're going to win a lot of games and then just lose to an actual good team. So, I haven't looked at their schedule. I'm curious what it is. 
We can move we, on to the next game, but I am, I am got, I've got eyes on their schedule. Oh, they got the Bills this week, so we said, and then they yeah. got the Cowboys. Well, they got Bills, that. Cowboys, Pats, Jets, and that's going to be an interesting four games. I think they could win maybe one, maybe two of those games. Um, then they still got to play the Giants. They're going to play the Lions and Colts, which kind of suck. They'll play the Packers, who suck. And then they have the Bears again, which the Bears could be an interesting game in that second round um, if Justin Fields is playing the way he is. So, you know, they'll probably end up with four or five losses when it's all said and done. But, you know, that's a decent team. Um, and they're going to end up being the two or three seed, probably, depending on how the rest of the divisions shake out and all of that. So, um, you know, I think that's, that's kind of interesting. The biggest thing I took away from this game was Kirk Cousins on the plane with all the chains. If you guys don't know this, it's become the joke where you have like the nerdy kid that is like, everyone wants to pretend is their friend just to like make fun of him. That's what he's getting. That's not what's going on. He's not the nerdy kid and no one's making fun of him. Oh, bullshit. And he's cool. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they basically after every win, all the guys are getting are that giving, vibe. But I don't know. I, Kirk Cousins strikes me as a cool guy. He doesn't strike me uh, as the nerd that people would make fun of, and he wouldn't be in on it. <laughs> but basically, what's happening, if you aren't familiar with it, is that a bunch of people are giving Kirk Cousins their chains at the end of a game, and he's wearing all the chains at the same time. And the last couple times, he's been just like shirtless dancing kind of weirdly to random music as people are filming him. Um, and it's dancing kind of been a, a joke. B. Dancing to AB, Antonio yeah. Brown. Put that shit on. <laughs> Do your dance. Anyway. It's, it's pretty wild and it's funny cause it's just, it's just bizarre. So, uh, you know, good for Kirk, I guess we'll see where the Vikings end up being. This is the best PR he's had in years. Absolutely. This is yeah. the best that he's been receiving under PR, PR wise, I think. Yeah. Um, uh, next game I think is the, one of the things that I, I am so sorry, Raiders fans. I this has to be. I was just about to say, I so don't want to hear you apologize. They've so given painful. so much time, so much money to this organization. They've switched cities multiple times. They've made decades of bad decisions over the last two decades. You don't have to be a Raiders fan, Raider fans. I'm not sorry for you if you're still here at this point. Just, you don't have to do this. They don't. Anyway. Yeah, no, it, it, the, the Raiders fans are just, this sucks. The Raiders suck. Um, they're really bad. I don't know what else to say. The, the Raiders are really bad. Devontae Adams had 146 or 140-something yards in the first half and then one catch after that. That doesn't make any sense. I'm saying something extremely Oof. controversial, but I don't care. Undying loyalty in sports is is dumb. Raider fans, stop supporting this team. This is this is crazy. Um, I, I don't know if I believe in that, but still, it's it's pretty crazy. Um, at some point, at some point though, if they're going to keep being this bad, you have to. The fans have to kind of step up. That's the only way they're going to make a change. Um, yeah. I honestly, well. I think if you're a Colts fan, you should you 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 have a free pass after this Jeff Saturday hire. You can be like, look, why should I support this team right now? This is not a team that has any intention of winning. Why do I? Why do they deserve my time and money? After all of the stuff I've given them, and you come around and you do this, and tell me it's good, you're not <laughs> fooling anyone. Anyway, I'm sorry. Passionate about this. As a Clippers <laughs> fan who has a dossier and is ready to divorce the team at any wake- waking moment, I'm very passionate about this because this is projecting. <laughs> I might be divorcing the Clippers. Stay well, tuned. and we we can go to the next game too, which I think would be the same thing as Cardinals fans. I texted my buddy. I was like, I really don't know how you could be a Cardinals fan. I, I genuinely don't understand. Like, it has to suck being a Cardinals fan and like actually having to watch Kyler play. Um, and he said, it's just, he's like, I hate Kyler's face was the word. was the text he sent back. <laughs> and I was like, that's just so great. Like we talked about Cliff Kingsbury and how it's just like, not a great, not a good coach, bad hire. Like there's a good chance that he's going to get paid a lot of money to not coach again. 
um, just because he sucks so bad at coaching. But this team is bad, and I, they have a chance to continue losing a lot of games and win, like, four games this year. Um, and that's pretty sad. So, it's, uh, dude, it's I don't know when they fire Cliff. I yeah, they just signed him to an extent. You know, it was, uh, dude. Last year after the playoffs, everyone was like, "Is it time to move on? Is it is this thing not working out?" And then they signed him to an extension to twenty twenty seven. It's just yeah, yeah. That was, again, well, they Cardinals gave him fans, and Kime big extensions, which was just a uh, very Cardinals fans. If you want to yeah, divorce your like team, it. I support you. It's healthy. They don't. Yeah, you don't owe them anything more than you've already given them. Yeah. It's their turn to give back to you. Yeah. Um, uh, next, the next game, which I thought was the biggest game too. Uh, I'll just say Seattle looks good, but um, they next game, which is kind of should have been a bigger game, ended up not because these teams kind of suck. This was a dumb game. Rams Bucks. That game sucked. That game was horrible. It was not fun to watch. Um, I, I, other like that. That's all I really have to say. The thing that was the best thing about the game, though, I mean, Cooper Cup's the only thing for the Rams at all. He's unbelievable the bucks winning in the way they did was so much fun to watch as someone who hates the rams it was beautiful i agree with jalen ramsey in his post press conference the defense won the game for the rams and it's not their fault they lost and somebody else didn't do their job and you can figure that out it's as somebody who had the rams on this podcast as my only game of the week i hate it (laughs) stupid it was ugly to watch and i thought i got it and then Tom yeah, Brady, I mean, Tom Brady. Here's the thing is Tom, Tom Brady, um, in his whole system here was playing very well from the perspective of he was hitting people in the hands and a lot of P receivers were dropping the ball. So he did not get helped out, but the Aaron final Rogers drive, would concur, he graded it worked. Well. That's all that mattered. The final Aaron, drive, it worked. Aaron would say Tom Brady graded well and that, yeah, his passers, pass catchers finally caught up to him. Finally, 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 finally. Uh, last game uh, was Cam's game with the Chiefs and Tennessee. It was... I was out of four when I texted you guys my nerves. Like, once once we went down and did a drive and kind of got stopped annoyingly and then missed the kick, I was like, all right, I'm out of four. Because that was the second kick we missed that day, too. So I was like, mm, yeah. this is just looking like anything that will go wrong, will like can go wrong, will go wrong. Just the universe is out to make the Chiefs lose, and... Pat Mahomes is the best player in the world. He said, fuck yeah. the universe. That was uh, the game that Tennessee needed to win. Like, they they had that lined up. That was how the game had to go for them to win, and then they just couldn't pull it out at the end there. Um, I'm so happy, and, too. I, I thought so I thought sad. Malik Willis looked like he had a shot. I was like, ooh, maybe oh. maybe we got something here, Malik. Maybe. I don't know. Simil- and Similar to that Raiders game where Travis Kelsey had four tight ends, or f- four touchdowns. <laughs> he had four tight ends. Four touchdowns. And I was just like, I we can't lose this game because then it doesn't matter. Like, who cares that Travis Kelsey caught four touchdowns and a loss, but we won, so it's cool and it matters now. Same thing. Pat Mahomes, for over 440 passing yards, over 60 rushing yards. Only Lamar Jackson had done that in NFL history. When, like Malik Willis only had 80 passing yards, five completed passes. Awful. Like, none of that would have mm-hmm. mattered if the Titans won. It just would have been like, well, you lost. Like, who cares yeah, well, if they I, had five passes? There was like... There was like yeah. one drive where I went, oh, Malik Willis, and then that just didn't happen the rest of the game. And I, it, Pat Mahomes became the story of that game. Absolutely. Um, the Chiefs are the Chiefs are good. They're, they're going to continue to be a good team, and the it's Titans the are just going to hang around in a lot of games. That's, that's basically going to be... the best player in the world, and that's a teaser for later. Um, Monday Night Football was kind of a stinker. Uh, Saints suck. I don't know why they keep playing Andy Dalton. 
Um, Dennis Allen could also be the next coach to be fired. Yeah, uh, potentially. Very well, potentially. Potentially. Um, yeah, uh, that's, that's kind of what I have for last week. Um, there was just uh, there, there was some good games. Um, I thought some games that just weren't really good or kind of, even though they weren't maybe blowouts by the score, they felt like blowouts throughout the game. But um, still, uh, some fun. Uh, so fun to be had for sure. Um, and now... All right, so after that, we're going to go into uh, the preview for next week. Uh, we sent our picks at TC3. I think I'm up six now uh, based on that. Stupid Tom Brady. Tom Brady's screwed me over twice. <laughs> now I'm on your side where you just kept getting burned by him, and now I'm getting burned by this moment. <laughs> so TC3. I swear, the magic this, of Tom Brady. This better not be the game we have different this year. Yeah, uh, TC3, oh, yeah. Uh, what do we have for this week? We have exactly one game different we got Steelers versus Saints good old Andrew Dalton well I, I know yeah. I rolled with the Steelers here but I, I I don't know this is one that I could have gone either way and I kind of just flipped a coin and was like oh looks like I'm picking Saints um, I, kinda, I think I these are both bad teams sense. right now I mean they're I, both yeah, bad teams I just I don't know I think I'm I'm siding with talent and coaching I think Mike Tomlin's a better coach than Dennis Allen. I think that's not a hot take. And then I'm just going to side with talent here. I mean, that's where we're up for debate. I'm going to say Andy or Kenny Pickett over Andy Dalton. I don't just because why not? He's he's young. He's you never know. Like, I'll take Pickens over anyone. Actually, Olave, they got mm. all right. Well, because I'm going to take Camaro over over uh, what's his name too. Over Najee. Well, Well, here's uh, the thing is I. I'm going to justify this pick with the Saints defense. If they actually play like they could, I don't think Pittsburgh will score. They've so been like underwhelming that, all year, I think, though. But they, I, they've, they've had it. They had that game against the, the Raiders where they had, like, they uh, did, the Raiders didn't get a first down. Like, they didn't cross midfield until the end of the fourth we, which quarter. Which team are we talking about right now? I know. I'm just saying. They, they have That's played fair. well. At, like, so it's like, all right, let's just see what happens. Um, Pittsburgh is off a of bye week. That made me think I should probably pick the Steelers, but whatever. I'm sick with it. Saints. Oh, for, let's see I what happens. About the bye week. Yeah, I'm definitely. It's it is just a coaching thing for me. I told you the town. It's in I Pittsburgh. Actually, I don't. I don't side with yeah. the town argument anymore. It's just bye week and coaching for me. Yeah, I, I, it's not a good pick for me. I'm just. I is don't know. Insti- I just. Is it in Pittsburgh too? Yeah, it's in Pittsburgh. It was just an instinct where I looked at this and went, I just don't know if I can pick Pittsburgh. I got to go to Saints. So I'm, I'm due. I'm due. Yeah, and I, I think Mike Tomlin's a better coach. Like I think, oh, I do think go. Saints have more talent, but uh, uh, yeah. They yeah. do. I do think they have a lot more talent. This might just oh, be a man. game camp picks Although up on TJ me. Although TJ Watt could be coming back this week. Tomlin said this yeah. could be the TJ Watt return. Ooh. Yeah. Even though my talent arguments go into the wayside, my pick is feeling still good regardless. Uh, well, just while we're on next week's games, um, I, I would like to do a quick guess that ticket price. Um, we do have the game out in Munich, which we're not going to count because that game's astronomical. And that game sold out within like five oh. minutes. So we're not going to the yeah. game in Munich outside of the game. How, in Munich, how much is it though? Just curious. Uh, $433. Cash. Wow. $433. Is that, is that in, in American freedom dollars? That's American dollars. <laughs> the, American in, in U.S. Dollars, currency. Yeah. So um, I would like to say, uh, just for our listeners who are back listening, we have guess that ticket price. We're looking at the most expensive and the cheapest point of entry for all the games across the league, we're excluding the game in Munich, which is the Bucks Seattle game. So Tampa Bay, Seattle. Um, <clears throat> and the game teams that are on by are Bengals, Pats, Jets, and Ravens. 
So we have a whole bunch of games this week. I want you guys to take a look and tell me what you think the cheapest game, cheapest point of entry is across the NFL. I almost gave you my exact opposite answer to that. We're going cheapest first? Cheapest first, cheapest first. For those of you that missed it, Cam made some history um, and actually got one right. So it's because TC3 you know, wasn't here to steal my thunder. Yeah, he always picks first, putting me in the sun fair. You know, I'll let you pick first. This week. I was just no, about to say you should take it away and actually pick first. I'm looking at two <laughs> games. I'm gonna nominate Cam to uh to pick first. I I know I'm gonna be wrong because why would I be correct? But I'm gonna say my cheapest game is Cardinals Rams. TC3. I'm going to say Colts Raiders. It's going to be Cowboys. So, uh, Cam was closer, however, he had the second cheapest game. Oh. Um, Cardinals Rams. Uh, Car- Cardinals Rams. <laughs> Cam's just unbelievable. Second cheapest game. He's there. Uh, the cheapest game is Falcons Panthers on Thursday night. Um, wow, not even prime Which is time, a little surprising, but Falcons Rams, or sorry. Cardinals Rams was at $37 is the second cheapest game. The cheapest game is Panthers Falcons. What do you think the price is? $24. My, my perennial cheap ticket guess. $28. TC three is right on the money. $28, oh, $28. The price was right. The price was right. Love to see Price is right. Rules. Price is right. That, um, that is the price is right. rule. That, that, is that just was, that right. was, no that was pretty there. impressive actually. Um, all right. Now for the other side of it, what do you guys think the oh. most expensive game is on the week? Uh, on the Chargers Niners. Most expensive point of entry across the NFL. Cam is locked in on Chargers Niners. In Sunday night football on NBC. Huge game for the Niners. We better kick the shit out of the Chargers or I'm going to be pissed because we are a better team than the Chargers with all those injuries, especially if Keenan Allen and Mike Williams don't play. We should beat them. Doesn't mean that we will, but we should beat them and we should be able to run the ball down we their throat the all Niners game long. winning this week and so does Vegas by a touchdown of seven points. Yeah, we should be able to ram the ball down their throats, but we'll see what happens. All right, with that with that off the board, I'll say Vikings Bills. That was my second guess, but yeah, and TC three is correct. Vikings Bills <laughs> in Buffalo is one hundred eighty nine dollars. The Bills, Bills have been consistently one of the most expensive games every week. Even if it's not been the most expensive, it's been up there. The people in Buffalo want to go to these games. If Josh Allen is out this year, I expect that trend to change. But that is a trend that has been pretty consistent, that they've been up in that top echelon for most of these games. So that's pretty fun. I hate this game. Let's go. Uh, so that was $189. I gave that away. Um, that was the he most expensive. Cheating. He's got blue Chargers. Glasses on. I can see it. In <laughs> Chargers Niners. Him, I don't wear glasses. <laughs> Chargers Niners things. was at $137. It was quite a bit down. Uh, second place was, uh, which is, this one was surprising for me. Cowboys Packers was second place at $167. And then a weird third what? place out of nowhere was TC3's low game of the week, cheap game of the week. Colts Raiders somehow turned Vegas, into a $150 game. That's, that's just, just like the v- Bills. Just like the Bills, the Vegas games have also been like... Just, yeah, but those teams both suck. So I just don't get it. But yeah. I know. Um, I, I didn't want to go with it for cheap because of Vegas. But it's just both teams are so trash right now. Yeah. yeah. I, I would have thought that would have been the other end. Vibes. Or good vibes. I, I mean, whatever you, however you 
feel about Jeff Saturday. Yeah, most of these tickets this week are pretty much like on the more expensive side. We don't have a bunch, and like normally we have a bunch that hover around the mid thirties. Um, there's only a couple there, and a lot of them are you know seventy five plus. So um, just a little more expensive games this week. We had so we had a little bit closer matchups. Um, I think too. Yeah, um, yeah, and uh, that's it for that, that this week's guess that ticket price, and we have one final segment of the week and this is our mid-season award show um so we're i mean teasing it for a while mid-season awards uh we're not doing uh what we do at the end of the year we have our own award show we're doing the mid-season awards based off of what the nfl award show is so we're talking mvp defensive rookie or defensive player of the year offensive player of the year the rookie of the years coach of the year all that kind of stuff so uh we'll start with all that the most important that doesn't mean anything unless you're we'll start <laughs> we'll start with the most important award i guess the mvp do you want to go first or shall i um so I, I can go first i'll i'll give who i think would win it if and i'm saying if we did it today who would win it it's close and i think closer than you think but i am going to go with patrick mahomes and i think and I think Jalen Hurts is very close second, and Josh Allen's in there as well. But Patrick Mahomes, I think, wins MVP. You're a bummer. I also have MVP, Pat, but man, that's no fun if we both have them. Uh, yeah, I got. I mean, it was probably. I honestly was probably leaning Josh Allen uh, until he lost to the Jets, and then if it wasn't for Pat Mahomes, literally, like I said, being like the greatest player in the world and putting the entire team on his back and winning that Tennessee game, I probably still would have leaned Josh. I still watching what Mahomes has done Jalen with MVP is that he is like playing really well on the only undefeated team in football, but like his numbers, he's not top five in passing. Like he's, it's just, there's other guys that have been doing. Yeah. He's him. played overall very well, but his team has also played really well around he's him. Pl- so yes. the, he's played he, very he gets well. elevated by that in a weird way. So I definitely see this being an interesting uh, race to follow. And last year I was looking back at last year and uh, we had, uh, at least I had, I don't know if we were the same last year, but I had Brady and then Kyler as number two. And that completely changed in the second wow. half of the season. Yeah. So I did not have Kyler so, as number two. That's funny. Yeah, well, that was last year, and that last year was just a much different, much different season. Year, this was when the Cardinals were like eight and one to start the year, so like this race could always change by a lot. So, um, something I to, just something to keep an eye on. Last year too, you were like dead set. I was like, apologize to the Cardinals, and you were like, I refuse. Yeah, I completely forgot that you had Kyler as MVP despite that because I remember. Well, I, I had Brady. I had Brady as number one, and yeah, then yeah, Kyler yeah, yeah. as number two. I mean, still though, that's a, that's a, that's quite the nod, especially from somebody yeah. who like even at eight and one was like not backing down, and you're like, I don't believe in this team. Fuck them. I mean, you're yeah. taking that approach with the Vikings a bit. Um, yeah, kind of. Not yeah, as, I'm, I'm, not I'm being as, very not unapologetic, as, and I'm, it might bite me in the ass, but we're going with it. But you're not being as um, aggressive. Last year, <laughs> you were much more aggressive for the Cardinals, which no surprise. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what we are going to go to one uh, to the next one here. We're going to and next one. I'll let you go. This next one's offensive player of the year. Very typically, I don't know where you went with it, but very typically, offensive player of the year turns into the best non quarterback. I went with that because um, I would not give a yeah. quarterback offensive player of the year. We're going to have the same answer, and it's okay because it's right. It's Tyreek Hill. Yeah, I, it, he's the best player non quarterback in football right now. He's already have a thousand yards in the year. He's insane. I don't. I don't understand how he's doing this. Like he's he's, he's, he's getting one hundred and forty yards a game um, with another receiver that's also going to get fourteen hundred plus yards. 
on the same team. He's he's playing out of his mind. Um, he's the best. He might go down as the best Dolphins receiver in their history in one year. <laughs> like he's being with the yeah. team. He's already setting records for them. It's unreal. So um, obviously it's a little bit of exaggeration, but like this I said is we wild. Got the best years out of Tyreek. I guess he had another Hall of Fame season in him. So, but yeah, <laughs> he's he's, he's, he's unbelievable. Yeah, how is he not Offensive Player of the Year? Um, yeah. Yeah, the, the only people that I put remotely in the same category whereas A.J. Brown, he's had some ridiculous games. Um, yeah, so, like, he's, he's just – he's played very well. And then I also threw Tua in there. I, I think Tua's – he has the highest passer rating in football. He's thrown for a ton of yards. If he didn't get I hurt – I don't hate that. I don't hate that. He hasn't lost a game as the full starter. So, when he started and finished the game, he hasn't lost. Like, he's played well. Like, you got to give the guy some credit. And I do. He, yeah, he's I played very I well. I don't hate that. I don't hate that for offensive player of the year. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, that's what I have for offensive player of the year. Do you want me to take on defensive player of the year? Yep. So defensive player of the year, I think we're both going to be unanimous on this one. Um, it would be, you know, a shame to uh, not mention that Cam snubbed him for defensive rookie of the year last year and gave it to a second year player instead. <laughs> Uh, but this year, <laughs> Micah Parsons will be defensive player of the year, barring something crazy happening. I almost so, put um, him at MVP, but then I thought I was like, that's way too big of a stretch. But yeah, he's my defensive player of the year for sure. Yep. Yep. We'll, we'll see. I just think, well, yeah, he, I truly right now he's he the odds down. on favorite. Um, he's played the best. He's been the most dominant. I truly believe if he goes down next week, like the Cowboys season, I'm not going to dance on their grave again, but I'm just saying, I feel like he's the glue holding that whole operation together. Yeah, um, he, he makes up for a lot of deficiencies and a lot of play, a lot of other places. So if the office isn't playing very well, he makes up for a lot and he can put a lot of pressure on a lot of teams that don't have an offensive line. So um, yeah, he, he's been be, unreal. It will. Let's do offensive rookie of the year. I think this might be our first piece of difference. I want to, I want to do, I want to quick mention some runner ups. I think Nick Bosa has been playing very well. Uh, Miles Garrett's another one to throw in there, but I also one that isn't listed in a lot of odds books. That I thought he's had a really good year is Darius Slay cornerback for the Eagles. I think he's played very well. He's someone that might get some attention if the Eagles keep winning the way they are. Uh, but yeah, let's, let's go. Nice. I think those are to all the next good. one. Good nods. I did not have nods to mention, so I'm, I'm ready to move on. Yeah. Offensive rookie of the year. I went back and forth between two people and one of them was definitely a stretch. So I didn't do it, but I do think he's going to ultimately win it by the end of the year. So, but as of right now, I'm going to give it to Damian Pierce over Chris Olave. And I, Chris Olave, I think is the odds on favorite right now or the consensus mid season one. He's have he's great. He's having an excellent season. I do think Damian Pierce is, had a better year, at least to the eyeballs. I My runner-up, though, that wasn't listed that I do think is going to win this thing by the end of the year. And I wanted to give it to him now, but Damian Pierce gets the midseason one. By the time this whole season's said and done, I think it's going to be Ken Walker. It's it's a, it's a hot, not a hot take, but it is a hot take. But yeah, Damian Pierce right now has my vote. Uh, Ken Walker, if he keeps playing the way he is, Kenneth Walker third. You need to refer to him by his full name. Kenneth Walker the third has played unbelievable. You never hear me say something nice about the Seahawks. Ken, Kenneth Walker has played like an absolute animal since he took over. Um, we'll he's see if he's had amazing. If he keeps playing like that, I think he'll end up winning it, but it's going to be close because he wasn't starter for the full year. So when you start putting up stats to stats, 
you could end up seeing him get outpaced. Chris Olave's had a great year. Um, I think Garrett Wilson also looks really good. He just hasn't had the stats to put up next to him. He started, um, he I looked think, great, but he also started so strong with Flacco. Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 going to be tough. Uh, Garrett Wilson will be fourth out of those four, um, but he's also, he has the chance to be absolutely insane generational talent um, as as things go. But uh, for oh, rookie of the year perspective, Pierce yeah. and Walker are probably the odds-on favorites. Alave even gets thrown in there too, but I think Andy Dalton's hurting his stock. So I do think so. Alave's been on the dip ever since, and I that's why I not even though I think he's the he's been winning a lot of the midseason awards. By the I've given it to Pierce, man. I think he's been killing it. Mm-hmm. All right, defensive rookie of the year. Uh, did you say? I'm yeah. sorry. Oh yeah, you did. You did. Yeah, defensive rookie of the year. I think is the only there's, there's only one, one option. Yes, there's one. It's one Sauce one. Gardner. It's Sauce Gardner. It's Sauce Gardner. I'll, he's I'll absolutely insane. Here. Give another nod to the Seahawks because they drafted so freaking well. Uh, Tyreek Woodley. Tyreek Woolen, yeah. Tyreek Woolen has yeah. played very well. I'm going to give him a nod. I'm going to give him a nod, but yeah, it's it's sauce. Yeah. He picked off Josh Allen. It wasn't really nothing that he did this time. It was just bad throw by Josh Allen, but he he plays. He's been playing great for the Jets. He looks like a stud. It's, yeah. Um, it's like it's, he, it's, it's much more than just having that one interception. It, he's yeah. been killing it. Yeah, I he looks great. So. Because. Oh, yeah. Do I do the home? I am going to do the homer nod because he deserves it because he's been injured. First round pick uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs cornerback Trent McDuffie out of <laughs> University of Washington still has not allowed a reception since he's played uh, three games in the NFL. But he was injured in INIR, so he will not win it. Also, Sauce is having a hell of a season, so I'm not trying to take anything away from him. But Trent McDuffie is a stud, and he will not be on this list because he was out for like six weeks. But dude's yeah, balling as absolutely. well. Has absolutely. not allowed a single uh, reception. Um. You want to go to coach of the year? Yeah, I think we're going to be. I think we're in consensus. I think it's a consensus year. Coach of the year. I mean, do you want to get take it take it away? I mean, I don't know if we are. I I had some struggle with this one. I, I, think I have mine's th- Mayo. I have mine's two, okay. two, and then that are very close, and then a third that I think I just want to give a nod to. Uh, okay. I'm giving it to Brian Dable. We do not. All right, that I like that pick maybe more than mine. I mine was as spicy as mayonnaise. So, but Brian Dable's a great. Pete pick. Carroll was yours. No, that's another great one. Mine was just oh. Sirianni. And yeah, that was my third. So I, I gave it to Brian Dable um, because we had no idea this team was going to be this good. And then also that's why I put Pete Carroll in there. I think he's done a good I job like again. Both you never of those more than mine. You never hear me something say something nice about the Seahawks. So there you go. But I I had Sirianni as number three because the Eagles if, if the Eagles go undefeated, he wins it. I just think, and they very well I might. Put, Their schedule yeah. sucks. I, but, I wanted Brian yeah. Dable, I, I think, is an excellent pick. I love the Pete Carroll nod. I think he absolutely deserves it. I just picked Sirianni because they are undefeated. And to our point, Jalen Hurts isn't in a, anywhere near our MVP votes because even though he's playing extremely well, it's it, that's Sirianni. And, like, everything that's happening, A.J. Brown's season, I mean, A.J. Brown's an animal. He's really good. But I'm just, I attribute so much to what's happening on the Eagles to Sirianni and not one player. And I just that and they're un- yeah. they've never lost, so that's why I give him give it to him right yeah. now. I also, the, those, the reason the I kept him, yeah, the reason I kept him down was just because I thought the rest of that team is so good that like they have players all around where I think he's he's utilizing utilizing his players very well. Don't get me wrong, so it's not a knock against him, but I do think it is interesting that I mean, um, if front like his his, his talent base is bigger than Dable or Carroll. Um, so it is hundred yeah. percent. And if they had front office of the year, which they don't, but if they did like Howie Roseman would win that one. So yeah, the Eagles are a very loaded roster, but I do think that their ultimate product is the, 
the office side of things anyway. So yeah. That's insulting to the players. It definitely <laughs> is. It's uh, definitely insulting to the players. Uh, do you want to do, do you want to do, do comeback player of the year? Yes. This is another one. I'm like, all right. I have Saquon. Uh, that's my that's my vote. Uh, yeah, I I I, I kind of went back and forth. I mean, I think based on historically how comeback player of the year has turned out, um, it's typically of an injury, not off of just like playing better. Um, Saquon was injured. So if He's that's the case, yes. If that, no, no, no. That's a sa- case. Saquon oh, would okay. be there. But I'm saying is is I see what you're saying because I, I was going Saquon too. That was kind of where my head went, but. Christian McCaffrey got thrown in there. I think he needs to have a much better second half of the year. If that happens, he could end up taking off. Oh, so I don't think he, he got thrown in there like he did against the Rams, dude. How is CMC not overtaken? Yeah, he he's gonna end up getting. And then you also have Derrick Henry can get thrown in there too if he ends up keep running like he did. The one that you, I was surprised to see this. I looked up the betting favorites just to to see what Vegas thinks. Guess who was the top choice? And it was not somebody who was injured last year. Which is very surprising. I feel, I feel like that's where you were leading when you gave this. When, at, now that I'm kind of seeing that you were leading, I'm trying to think because obviously it was just somebody who didn't play well last year and is playing well this year. I mean, unless they, did they not play because of like a free agency or a benching? Well, like, I'll, I'll I'll give you. I'll just give you the player, and it oh, makes yeah, a lot of sense. We've talked a lot about the Seahawks. We've Matt talked Ryan. a lot about the Seahawks playing well, and they played just, way above expectation. Geno Smith. That, yeah, Geno Smith is minus 138 to win uh, comeback player of the year, um, which is insane. Um, that, I, I, it makes sense make to me. That does a lot of sense, man. That it's just not how normally the award is given out. The award is normally given out to an injured player coming back, but here we I are. I think it's because um, it's just it's a lot less spicy to do that because otherwise you're implying they sucked. You mm-hmm. know, with the injury, you're, it's like safe. You're like, well, of course you're the comeback. You're injured. Of course you're a stud. You stud. It was the injury that stopped. Like, if you give <laughs> that award to Gino, you know, you are implying like, like it's not because you were hurt. You just, yep. It's it. I yep. I like it. I do love it. I mean, in the spirit of the award, I think it almost. I like it. Um, uh, that's a good thing. Um, I I I want to give one more award out. Um, and this is the only award that is not a standard award. I hopefully it will be by uh, the time it's we build this podcast to what it could be. It's not a compliment either. It's not a good award. It's not an award that you want to win. We have um, better on papers, better on paper award to the team that is the best on paper. But the most underwhelming in real life. Most like our podcast. So. Better on papers, better on paper award. And this was Cam, this year want, too? Yeah, I'll do it. But I'm saying this year we had a running. There was a lot of teams uh, that could have won this. We were board. talking about this, and Cam and I were before, we're like, we're both, we both have the same team, right? And I went, I think so, but I don't, I don't really know. I think we do. And then we just started listing all these different teams, and we'll go through the list of teams. We will. And we both kind of looked at each other and went, okay, yeah, we were right. We both have the same team. But it was not without a fight because a lot of no, teams really wanted this, this award this year. This was not without a fight. There's only one team that had such expectations to finally turn things around and be great. Maybe, you know, win the division, maybe win the Super Bowl. I mean, we, this is a new era. This was a new, we use some here. We got a new quarterback. We got a new head coach. Oh my God, there's a new ownership group coming in. We're going to see better days finally. Not for Washington Commanders and Taylor Heineke. Oh no, sorry, no, that <laughs> that's next right. year's. That that's next year's. <laughs> that's when. That's when Bezos and Jay Z buy. That'll, that'll be their next year. Uh, yeah, no, it's the Denver Broncos this year. 
absolutely. But Kev, give us our list of runner-ups because there are so many. We had so many runner-ups. Um, I, I, I don't even know where to begin. So runner-ups, uh, things that I think are close. Let's start the AFC West. Uh, AFC West, you had two other teams in the AFC West. You had the, the uh, sorry, not the Oakland Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders and uh, Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers uh, both are teams injured, that have, so I almost give them a nod to be off this only because of injury. But oh, it, and it, it, and they have a winning record, so they just yeah. look really underwhelming the whole time. So that's just oh, they they look that's the difference. Um, yeah, so the there's that. Absolutely. Raiders look god awful horrible. Somehow the Raiders are last place in that division, um, and I don't know how they didn't get this award other than the fact that it's the Raiders. So I kind of expected them to choke. I just didn't expect it to be this bad. Um, so just that is what it is. Um, we also had uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, that was a team that we've all been looking at saying they should have been very, very good this year. Tom Brady has played very well. He has had MVP caliber seasons the past two years. He still has Mike Evans. Chris Godwin was back. They added Julio Jones. Leonard Fournette had a great year last year. He lost Gronk, but that defense looks like a stud. The defense is still playing well, but that offense is bad. And then their O-line is bad. They're... Is it Todd, Todd Bowles, is, is, is he still, I mean, he's had failures in the past as a head coach. I mean, is this another Todd Bowles head coach? I think it's a function of the O-line. With? I think it's a function of the O-line, but still, whew, not good. The, the, the O-line is good. not good at all. The O-line is awful. Yeah. So that's definitely not without criticism there. Yeah. Um, other people that we could have thrown in there are the Indianapolis Colts. I thought they were going to have a much better year. Um, they're a really bad, but I just, a lot of people, they, they, they didn't have the ceiling that um, the, the Broncos had going into the year that people were predicting. So um, that's had, the, why the Colts kind of lost favor in this award. Twitter. They had Jim Irsay on Twitter, like fraudulently pumping up the price of stocks though, in their belief in the team saying that this was the year. And right after yeah. they lost to Jacksonville last year, Jim Irsay's on Twitter posting a video saying the quarterback position is what lost us this. And we will not do this again next year throwing Carson Wentz under the bus, which, I mean, he deserved to be thrown under the bus, but still, <laughs> bold move. Gets the Matt Ryan trade in, you know, future uh, Hall of Famer maybe, definitely past MVP. Oh, man, dude, the Colts, they had expectations this year for sure. I don't, Yeah. I, not Super Bowls, but like competent, make the playoffs, win the division expectations. And here's the thing is that the, the West really dominated this award category of just all the nominations because we had two other teams that are also in there with the Rams and the Cardinals. The Both these teams should have been ever. better. Yeah, the, the NFC West sh- should have definitely been better than they are. Um, the team winning the division is a team everybody thought was going to lose by a landslide. The Niners are kind of on the come up a little bit, but the Rams and Cardinals look very bad and look like there's no hope. The Niners still have their flaws and still are going to have to work through some stuff. But... The Rams and Cardinals look hopeless right now. I've got so there's, one yeah, we didn't talk about before. Mm-hmm. What about the Bengals? I get that they just hung forty plus, and Joe Mixon had five touchdowns. No, wasn't they, that the you're offensive not wrong. line that got solved? They've underperformed. Bio Collins, that's a better on paper offensive line at least. Maybe not the team. I mean, Jamar Chase is yeah. also out. So, but. yeah, no, that, that team, I have more faith in them, and I think at this point it's gonna, you know, continue to to get better and better as they go. So. They, um, but but the, the Bengals know. are a team that have they have underperformed, and it will be interesting to see how they keep going. Absolutely, and Jamar Chase is still out for another four to five weeks. And Joe Burrow, I don't. I have faith in the Bengals to compete for a wild card position in come January. I don't know if I believe in them right now. 
Well, I, and that's the thing is they have Steelers, Titans, Chiefs, Browns, Bucks, Pats, Bills, Ravens. That's their final and get, schedule. And they so, do get Browns without Jay Brisket. Yes. And that the, man's name. <laughs> yeah. So, so I mean, they, they should beat the Steelers. They the Titans are going to be a close game. They're probably going to lose to the Chiefs. The Browns will. Would, we'll see. The, we the have Bengals no idea what's going to happen. Have, Pat Mahomes has never beaten Joe Burrow, so you, you say we might lose to the Bengals, but I, we'll see, dude. Pat has never beaten Joe Burrow. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see we'll see what happens there. Um, the the Browns will be an interesting game with that new retooled offense. Um, with with Cam's best friend there, and then the Bucks yeah. suck. Um, the, the, the Pats, eh, not very good. The bills should wipe the floor with them. Uh, especially with Von Miller, just going to beat the hell out of Joe Burrow. Um, love Joe oh, Burrow. It's just that, so just that old line's not playing well. Um, then the Ravens will be an interesting game to end the year. So yeah, I, it, we'll see that the, the Bengals don't have an easy schedule going forward. That's going to be tough. No, they don't. They do, They have a very hard schedule. I think, uh, especially cause so many of the schedules seem like they've been easier in the second half, which you have not been thrilled with the product yet in the NFL. Uh, just buckle up because it's it's going to probably get objectively worse. Um, yeah. I think we've seen the, <laughs> the best days of the regular season. I think they're those days are behind us. Um, yeah. But hey, it depends um, on the flag of the coin. I mean, if you're like me and you're a Chiefs fan, you got the third easiest schedule coming up, so you're like, eh, it's probably not that competitive. But I'm down for some easy dubs. Yeah. Get us ready for January. Yeah, I mean, we we had uh, this. Uh, that category was awesome. I, I had a lot of fun brainstorming that category. So uh, I, I hope you like guys, uh, hope you guys enjoyed uh, our midseason awards. I like I like the better on paper team presented by Better on Paper. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. I think I think we'll, we'll keep having more fun with that too. I hope Absolutely. the Chiefs never win that award. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I've got on that. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed this week. Go give us a follow. Uh, Cam underscore Bob, what is it? Kev underscore Bob, TC3 underscore Bob, Bob underscore Cam, better underscore on paper. Cam sent that to his message. Yeah, I don't know. All right, it's free. I don't know, maybe I'll just flip that stick. All right, man. This was a question on Thursday. It's about this. Peace.